the, the famous line in the scripture that was said uh, by, by David, turn not at God, don't let them rejoice in the defeat of Saul and Jonathan. Uh, but clearly, uh, as we talk about the these areas and these people in Joshua 13 and 3 he talks about the, the the five Philistine rulers of the Gazites of Isaacites Icarionites Gittites Equinites and their fathers uh, in records, if you do some research, you'll find a relationship with those places today. And I guess one of the first things that might come to your mind is, as I said before, there's some prophetic connection, but also you have to ask yourself the question, you always saw where the Philistine tribe with the uh, the, you know, the, the Israelites, and then the, for a period of time, sometimes it seemed like years, uh, they seem to be quiet, and then all of a sudden it starts up again. Uh, sometimes the Israelites were um, fighting guerrilla warfare against them, and sometimes they were fighting guerrilla warfare, and sometimes they just met in big battle. And you ask yourself, the question, what has changed? Even though the people of Gaza and that area, that old area that the Philistine people occupied in biblical times are not exactly, exactly the same people. Many other groups of people have come there over the, you know, 2,500 years, 2,000 years. Uh, ago, but many of them are also still descendants of, of those people, but it's not so much the people, it's not so much the ethnicity, although a lot of that can still be traced back to the original Philistine, uh, it's that something, there's just something there that, that God is showing us and telling us about that old business of, 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 of trying to destroy each other and not living in peace. And there's something, there's some greater lesson in all that, something that God wants us to grasp and get positive uh, vibes, we would say today, out of it. And judge. Six, verses 16 and, and, and 21, it says, And the Philistines seized him, forged his eyes, and brought him to Gaza. They tied him up with brown shackles, and he became a grinder in the fruit. That area still called Gaza. Is where Samson was, was brutalized. 
But then if you think about Samson and the relationship that he had with the Philistines, and he seemed to have been always going down there anyhow. And, and, and that's the interesting thing about this, that these people have lots of interrelationships even to this day. And then they do such cruel things to each other. Our God, his town and his villages, God, his towns and villages, up to the Wadi of Egypt, the great sea and its coast. So I will talk about that in Joshua 15 and 47. Because, you know, there's a lot of scholarly debate and so forth as to exactly where the Israelites should have captured. And should it have captured the last swaths of territory of, of, of Palestine that were never conquered. Uh, great scholarly debate where they're meant to be conquered. That what God really told people, or oh, where they're supposed to cut out particular areas for themselves. But regardless, they would, I would think that the ultimate aim was for them to live peacefully among other people. Um, there's some huge territory that's been spoken about in Joshua as they went into the promised land. Uh, and that's why Egypt keeps coming up today. Because it goes all the way down south and borders with Egypt, and it runs all the way up, you know, just south of what was originally the Phoenician people here, and that coastline of the Mediterranean, which is uh, a desert place, but also which had uh, great fertile places because of the structure of the geology and even the uh, the influence of of, of climate, uh, it, 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 which in a sense is a unique place. And you know, it's it's interesting because in the midst of God's blessing, where people have varieties, where they have abundance. Where they have a cornucopia of, 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 of things that they can draw on. People result in some of the most uh, uh, terrible wars, destructive wars of not only people, but also what God has provided for them in their land to prosper them. Uh, so, I share with you a couple more significant things. I think uh, one of the main things that I like to share with you has to do with uh, how God 
understood this relationship with uh, with Judah particularly. You see in Judges 1 and 18, Judah captured Gaza in his territory, Ashkelon and his territory, Ekron and his territory. So you would think that Kish or some connection would come up about all of this. Um, but by the time we get into Cain, you see this great parable back and forth, like I mentioned before, between the Philistines and the Israelites. And a lot of things happen in that same Gaza area. Testament in the Acts of the Have this wonderful story of Philip. How he was led by the Holy Spirit to go down to where the road led to Gaza. And there he met someone and showed he did. And that it's a very inspirational story. And it tells us a lot about the connection of people. And also it tells us a lot when people live in harmony and they benefit from each other in trade. On this road to God, God in the New Testament teaches something, teaches us something, right? Let's look at Acts 8 and 27 and following. Acts 8, always blessed up from verse 26. Now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go toward the south. On the road which goes down from Jerusalem to God. The road from Jerusalem to God. Same areas that are being blocked today. So people are starving, children are dying, all people are suffering. This desert road from Jerusalem to God. And he got up and went, and behold, there was a man, an Ethiopian, a court official of Candace. That was the title of the, 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 the queen, the, 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 the history of great queens coming out of Ethiopia, known as Candace. Not a name, it's a title. Queen of the Ethiopians. 
who was over all her children, who had come to worship in Jerusalem. who does coming from Africa. The road that was experiencing great and prosperity was in Africa. Who does who the Philistine is? Philip sent there by the Holy Spirit. And when he went, he saw this child was this important official determined that is very strong. This person that that uh, control all the wealth so to speak, was in charge of wealth of Ethiopia. Ethiopia is not, not just the country as we know today. It's a large territory. We're involved today in Eritrea, some parts of the Sudan, large areas, strong people. That Gaza becomes the bridge the Philistine become the bridge between his trade and sharing of prosperity to the Philistine, I mean to the Israelites. And the Spirit, verse 29, or Elizabeth at verse 28, and, and was returning and sitting in this chariot, this uh, treasury official, and reading aloud the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit said to Philip, Approach and join the chariot. So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading aloud Isaiah the prophet and said, So then, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, So how can I, unless someone guide me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of scripture that he was reading and all was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb before a shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth, but in his humility, justice was taken from him. Who can describe, describe his descendants? For his life was taken away from her in his life. We are here. I don't know, like I said from the beginning, what prophetic inspiration there is. But this is very interesting for several reasons. First of all, this New Testament passage still has this connection of peace joining two arch 
and restored hope and awareness. And I think most of us are probably, most people of earth are probably very uh, familiar with um, with the King James version of it. Um, and um, and if you if we turn to the the King James Acts eight and twenty six uh in Poland and I wanna show you something there. Acts eight twenty six in following uh, in the King James. And let's read the quotation once again from Isaiah, which comes up in about verse 32. And the place of the scripture which he read was this, he was led by the sheep to the slaughter, like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So open he not his mouth, and his humiliation and judgment was taken away, who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth? The thing is that peace comes through a peaceful means, not through the the long history of the people of, of, of that era. Going back into Africa, Egypt, and in the middle, they have the Philistines, people of Gaza, and then you have the Israelites. Just like what God did as he sent Jesus Christ into the world to be the peacemaker. Is there a prophecy here that tells us God has already given us the means of peace and we keep fighting to subdue one another and we'll never have peace and understanding who Lord and atrocities and causes suffering of great people. What happened? A generation or two passed. In fact, children are taught in their history what has been done to them, and then they retaliate. And there's no wars and no suffering. And then a generation or two goes by. And the grandchildren and sometimes the children of those who thought that they lost will go back and fight again, trying to subdue the other person, the other people, the other ethnicities. When God all along tells us that what he wants is humility 
clear mercy understanding among people that they may live in peace and harmony and prosper. Amen. Thank you. That's what I wanted to share this afternoon. Amen. I, you know, I really invite